Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You are at the spot, the hot spot, the location where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And today, we have Tegan Rain. I like that name. That's kind of spicy. Got a little moxie to it. She helps women business owners overcome their blocks to live the life that they dreamed of, that they inspired. Um, she asked the question, are you interested or are you committed? So do you have a jobby hobby or are you serious about your business is what we want to figure out. Tegan uh, is, you know, just real cool people. She believes in passion and resilience. How do we bounce back from adversity? Whatever adversity, overweight, bad skin, bad relationships, no money, career choices. It's all about the comeback. And here in America, you know, we love a great comeback story. Absolutely. So let's welcome her to the edge all the way from Australia. Hello, Tegan Rain. How are you? Hello, April. Thank you so much for um, having me on your podcast today. And hello to all you brains out there. Look at that. She called you by your first name. How are you guys feeling? You feeling <laughs> good about that? I know. I got. I call them brains because they're sharp, they're heady, and I wanted to speak right into their cranium, to the place where they process the information. You know, uh, you think there, you ponder, you got your subconscious mind, you got your frontal lobe where you make judgments and also where you try to figure it out, you know, this resilience piece. So how did you find yourself in this space doing this type of work, Tegan? Sure. So growing up, I was a ballerina from the age of five. And I did that until I was 23. And I did get the opportunity to dance in our state um, performance with the Queensland Ballet here on the east coast of Australia. And growing up a ballerina had given me a certain number of skills that I didn't realise were my special powers. And as I've developed as an adult through life and business, I've really discovered that that gives me a point of difference and that people like to... Um, zoom in on what I'm doing and ask me the questions of how I have so much discipline, so much consistency, how I can move through pain and become almost like a friend with being uncomfortable. I embrace uncertainty with playfulness and I really love seeing what I'm capable of and really living a life that is limitless, whether that be jumping out of planes at different times in my life or just doing things that are uncomfortable to overcome a fear of, say, heights um, and realising I'm more than my fears. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm now a life and business empowerment coach. I've had four businesses in my time as well. I opened my first company when I was 23. And I really work now in a niche space of helping women at, um, as, as a women mindset coach. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Number one, let's go back to the ballerina days. Uh, you know, I did Afro-American, I did tap, did modern. The ballerina, there is a certain discipline. Mm, you have to carry a real art form. Exactly. You have to carry yourself a certain way, but it can be brutal. 
It was brutal. <laughs> it can be brutal. It would it will tear up your feet if you're not uh, um, good at it. And also, body dysmorphia. Mm. A lot of ballerinas I know here in you know California as well in New York, um, you are held to almost an unbelievable standard. Yeah, I, I liken it to watching the gymnasts at, at, when the Olympics come around every four years and you watch the the little little gymnasts come out to do what they need to do and you can tell that they're 16, 17 years old and yet they look like they're 11 or 12 and that was exactly my experience. Uh, but the the, didn't grow until I really stopped dancing. And the, the pressure that's put on you from outside influences. So let's morph that into what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. the outside noise people mm -hmm. are listening to their girlfriends their mother their mother-in-law their husband uh their significant other whatever that is about who they should be they're pouring into them how were you able to or better yet how are you able to work with your clients to filter out the noise because it's hard, you know, you hear this constantly. You're not, again, you're not good enough or you're too, you know, you're too fat or, you know, I, I don't know, are you worthy? How do you tell them to, to separate fact from fiction? One of the things we used to do as a dancer was we'd really idolize the older girls or we'd idolize someone who was a prima ballerina. So when I work with my clients, I really ask them, who are they modeling? and looking for that model of excellence. And then we look at who we need to be, what we need to do, and what we need to have if we're gonna embody that archetype or that model of excellence ourselves. It is difficult when we ask our fat uncle how to lose weight, or if we listen to our fat uncle about, and not that I have a fat uncle, <laughs> but well, it's, a, it's metaphorical. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you really need to think about who it is that you're getting advice from Absolutely. and whether they already have the results that you want. Absolutely. That's very, very important. Yeah, I look at that. And, and they can be your role model. Mm. Somebody, that's like me. When I look to a coach or I, even a mentor, you know, um, I need to see what you have exuding out of your pores. If it's money, if it's contact, if it's influence, if it's poise, I need to see you exuding that. I'm not just going to do it because you say you can do it. I go more by people's actions than by their words. Beautifully said. And I think you're looking for the character because you can make good choices or you can make bad choices. And if you make enough bad choices in uh, consecutive order, that will start to form your character or your reputation. And then the world around you will respond to that and treat you differently and that's where we can sometimes as well build our self-worth because if we start to believe what others around us are saying it can be difficult so it really comes back to having presence and being really calm aware of your actions on a minute by minute basis whether it is to do with health and what you're eating whether it is to do with how you're spending your money how you're talking to yourself how do you feel a really good gauge is how do you feel when you lay down and put your head on the pillow at night are you proud of the person that you were that day oh yeah because i'm exhausted <laughs> <laughs> but have you lived in personal growth and have you contributed to your community and other people around you i think that that's a really good gauge of where you're at that's beautiful that's beautiful mm -hmm. 
Okay, so now you find yourself in this space. Tell us about your businesses. What what type of businesses did you own? The first company I opened when I was 23 uh, was promotion sales marketing. So I have a lot of what I had with discipline and consistency in my dancing lent really well to a direct sales industry because it was very much around numbers and it was very much around um, building relationships with others, transacting then and there with someone that I just first met, building a rapport and meeting someone just straight off the bat. So I really enjoyed sales and marketing. I did quite well at it. I originally started in law, but it didn't suit me. And the values that were attached to law, I'm not sure what it's like in America, but definitely in Australia at the time, it was a very male-dominated industry. And I didn't feel comfortable uh, bending myself into what they expected me to be. There was a little bit of resilience and rebel in me that wanted to do things my way. And by having my own sales and marketing company, I really got to do that. I really got to fly and um, stand in my own identity, which was very important to me as I was coming of age because I've lost my identity as a ballerina. That's what owned me for a really long time. And uh, having to reinvent myself and know who I truly was in my core was an important discovery for me. Yeah, when you take off those toe shoes and that and that tutu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who are you underneath? Yeah, who are you underneath? And again, everyone is, you know, you're you're jockeying for position because you want to be in that production, you want to be in that play, you want to feel good about yourself, all those things. What was your second and third business? So what I really loved about the sales and marketing uh, was I got introduced into personal development around 24 years ago. So it became about the mindset. So a lot of the work that I did was trained and recruited people to knock on doors or stand in shopping centres and do a human commercial where they presented themselves. And that required a lot of resilience. It required a lot of knocking on that next door even when you were ready to quit because the sale could be on the next door. So I really did learn about continuing to take action no matter what the dip in the mindset was along the way. And, yeah, like... Um, Muhammad Ali says, you know, you get knocked down seven times, but you get up that eighth time and it could be that wow. eighth time that you match. Absolutely. So that became um, a new a new belief system that I took on, a new energy that I went forward with. And so I became a personal development junkie. I just dove into it and learned as much as I could. And the more I learned, the more I realized I didn't know much at all. And it was a bit of a knockdown of my ego. And that's exactly what needed to happen. I needed to have two ears and one mouth and really listen more than I was talking and receive. And then I would take those learnings back into um, what I was doing in whatever career I was in at the time. And eventually it became obvious I needed to work in that space as a coach. Everyone kept saying to me, you should be a life coach. You always look at the silver lining in a situation. There's always a lesson. You've gone through this and then it came out this way. So um, that was the natural progression. It wasn't an easy progression for me though because in Australia, coaching is uh, a little bit more new than what it is in America. In America, it's very normalized. Um, well, you know what? No, 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 no. And I got to keep it real with my brains. It's oversaturated, okay? You can think you're a coach, and you are still a person sitting on the bench. People go into coaching and they're disgruntled employees and now they feel that they're the subject matter expert and they can tell people what to do. 
When you are a coach, you are a support system, you are a sounding board, you're a navigator, you're a cheerleader. You're not here to uh, reinvent the wheel. You're here to make it a more functional, operational machine, in my opinion. Coaching, you have someone's life in the palm of your hands. They are depending on your skill and your expertise to help them navigate and get to where they want to be. You have a responsibility to your client to show up and to, again, like you say, listen to what they need. I only coach five people a year and I only coach for 10 hours. That's it. Because I'm, I'm not the coach from the cradle to grave. I need to have you right there in the middle that I know that you have committed, you've got some skin in the game and you're serious about what we're doing. My time is valuable. I'm not gonna get any more time. Mm-hmm. And I wanna pour into you like a river. I wanna make sure that, you know, that that stream is clear and kind. Um, you also said something very important about no. No is the word on spelled backwards. Mm. It's on to the next opportunity. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe that no is there to help you sharpen your game. Maybe this is not the right opportunity for you. Could you just imagine, Tegan, if you got every single thing you ever wished for? Girl, you'd be a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It's, It's a lot of responsibility. And resilience can't get you out of that because you keep charging and you keep pushing for something that is not in your trajectory, that is not in your line of sight, that's not even your thing. So to be able to step back, work with an expert like you to edit and filter, bounce ideas off of is critical. Now, I I want you to explain to my brain, what do you mean by, are you interested or are you committed? You just were the perfect example while you were talking. I could just hear over and over the values and the character of you as a coach, which showed determination, commitment, persistence. The way you show up for your clients is like a mirror for how I see myself. We just bonded in that moment because I relate. I 100% relate. We and have I, a moment. I, I love it. I love I, it. <laughs> I do feel that there are a lot of people out there in the world and this isn't just a whim, something that I'm just saying. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've done 400 hours of coaching in the last 12 months with one-to-one clients and I see the patterns. I see the self-sabotage come up as really procrastination when we're asking why this, why that. Stop asking why. Sit with yourself. Work out what you want. And when you really know that it's in alignment with what's going to move you forward and allow you to become all that you need to be, then you can be fully committed. And fully committed is 100% in. It is showing up on a rainy day. It is no matter how sick you are, still doing what you need to do to take one more step. Now you said 100%. Damn, I have a hard time with that 100%. I get to 85 because I like to leave that 15% for some margin of error, you know, for a weakness, a vulnerability. 
I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Like you said, I lay my head on that pillow and I'm exhausted. But I do have a conversation, one with God, being grateful and being thankful for having that day and hopefully the next day because we live moment by moment. But also setting up the next day. Mm. The neuro-linguistic programming. Okay, so how can it get any better than this? What else is possible? Who am I going to meet? Who am I going to bless? What challenges are ahead of me? How am I going to meet the right people like Tegan? Who's going to be the next guest on my show that's going to make a difference? Mm. I have this conversation before I go to sleep. And then when I wake up the next morning, I wake up with gratitude again because I woke up and now I have an opportunity to implement these ideas, to implement these strategies, you know? There's a real sense of reflection there and reviewing, which, which doesn't happen for people who are in unresourceful behavior and working in a distracted mind frame and doing whatever they can to numb the pain that they're in. So you're you're at a very empowered state, but there would be people out there that are still in pain and survival that may not be, that may not come as easily for them. They would prefer to numb themselves out to go to sleep. But going back to what you said about the 100%, my frame's a little bit different. I do feel that my 100% is that I know I gave my best. Okay. So it's not about the 100% result. It's about no matter if I'm unwell or tired or exhausted, did I... Did I give it all I had today within that frame? Now you are young and vivacious. Uh, Thank you. And the mother of a three. I'm 42, by the way. Hey, I'm not particularly young. I'm halfway. Well, you know what? That, that's a hey, young is a state of mind and you look great. You look like you're in your early thirties, but you, you are the mother of a three-year-old. I am. A three-year-old son. Now, let me ask, are you a single parent? I'm a single parent, yeah. Okay, so number one, how is it work-life balance? And secondly, it's hard for a woman to raise a man. Hmm. Okay, I, and, you know, people can say, you know, gender roles and all this. They can They can slice and dice it any way they want. But men are different or males are different than females. And... Hunter, gatherer, defender, uh, you know, again, with these gender roles, we're starting to mold our sons to what society considers a male should be. You don't cry. You know, you look a certain way. You act a certain way. All those kind of things. Do you think about that, raising a, raising a young man? Yeah, my purpose in life changed when I became a mother, and I felt... A responsibility it was it wasn't just a responsibility it was a a knowing that once the baby was in my arms and it was a beautiful moment to have him in my arms the first time I really felt that it was important to raise the next evolution of man so for me that includes being connected to our voice in an authentic way and being able to say no when we need to say no, but to do it to do it in a way that's kind and respectful to your fellow man. A responsibility to community and a responsibility to themselves, really, to 
ensure that they're filling up their own cups first and fulfilling their own needs and then radiating what is unique about them to the world. And I think that that will bring a better world in the next generation. And the relationship between mother and son, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you a secret in case y'all don't know brains, but when you run across the individual that they speak negatively, and I'm just using men, I'm picking on them for a while, you know, they got mommy issues, disrespectful, uh, call women out of their names, never have anything to say, that bully mentality, it comes from somewhere. And so you having this mindset, you having this goal and, and aspirations for your son, I commend you. Having him grow up with other role models, you know, with the same similar philosophy, but also contradictory to what you believe because the world is cruel. And once he gets out there, he's going to have to know how to survive. He's going to have to know how to make it. And, you know, he's not going to make it on, you know, uh, in the world of ballet. He might. You know, but, you know, he might be a a butcher or a carpenter or, you know, the next rocket scientist. You never know. But he's got to learn adversity and it can't always be sugarcoated. And and women, we always want it, you know, soft and sweet. But even for ourselves as women, we've got to be thick skinned. I mean, look at you. It's not easy raising a child running a business keeping a smile on your face, being good to yourself, work-life balance. So I get that. So that's another place that that resilience falls in. What would you tell um, a 25-year-old Tegan Rain? It's interesting that you asked this question and I just took a moment to really let that question land because I'm writing a book at the moment. And the book is written to my 25-year-old self. Mm. So there's a lot in that book. I think boundaries were the greatest lesson that I have had to learn as in my later years as an adult that I didn't have. I, I was raised very much a people pleaser and the empath in me was a real rescuer. And learning to be aware of that, and choosing sometimes not to rescue and not to people please so that I wasn't compromising my own character and my own values and to be able to say no was really really important really really important and in doing that I didn't lose I wasn't giving away my power I was keeping it within myself so the greatest empowerment that I've received in the last two years has been the stronger boundary within myself and knowing what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Um, even my son. So going back to talking about him, he was in the schoolyard the other day and he um, had somebody come at him and we spoke about it that night. And the next day I taught him how to put his two hands up and say, stop. And so he started doing that. And then the school kindy teachers said to me, we're going to adopt that and we're going to teach all the kids that. And I just thought it's just a simple boundary that we can learn even as a three-year-old that our body is ours. Mm-hmm. And no, that's not okay. That's right. Just to, set, just to set the standard and not go with the way things are. Um, but this can also show up as a mother needing to, and a woman just needing to create 
my work-life balance is sensational. I work 25 hours a week. Mm. I am a single mum, but I also do get time to myself. It's fantastic. I do what I need to keep my cup full because I think when our cup is empty, we do tend to want to get that energy from other people and that is not healthy. We really need to find um, a way for ourselves to maintain our own strengths. Um, Well, it's that outside validation and that is what society has deemed acceptable now when you look at social media. Mm-hmm. So people, that's like me. Uh, they say, well, well, you don't have a million followers and you've been doing it 20 years. I'm not in the followers' brains, newsflash. I'm in the leaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm into influencers and game changers. Followers are nice, okay? Because you can't be a leader if nobody follows you. But along those same lines, I'm not into the groupie love. I don't need that. I don't need people laying up like lunch meat, big old pieces of bologna. I need you to come together with me so we can make a sandwich so that we can eat, okay? It's very important that you really separate fact from fiction. I wish I could tell you guys some stories because I work in Hollywood, but I could tell you some stories that would, all y'all have an Afro like me, okay? Because it's twisted. It is twisted. When you see people up close, it's not what you think it is. When you have a conversation with them, it's mind-blowing. It's like it's all publicists. They don't even engage or they have handlers or gatekeepers. Uh, I was with, I can maybe three different celebrities. You know what I was told? Don't look them in the face and don't talk to them. Well, what the hell? I'm creating an audience for them. One of them I went on an international trip with and I can't look at you and I can't talk to you. So they put this bubble around don't put that bubble around yourself brains just go with the flow expect the unexpected you know you don't know what you don't know there is so much on the horizon there's so much to look forward to there are so many people that are giving up don't give up pour all in and see what comes out so let's ask some fun questions of you tegan some of my favorites. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? Oh, that's a good one. I oh, you say appliance, but I was thinking plate. <laughs> I was thinking a share plate, like a mezza platter, where the okay. plate comes out and everybody can share and come together as community. That seemed to land. But you want to be a charcuterie board? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, something that brings people together, that there's connection, that there's family, that there's tribe, that there's culture where people can um, express who they are through through the plate would be, yeah, I'd love to hold that for people. Oh, that's beautiful. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> it's not an appliance, but it's in the kitchen. <laughs> it's in the kitchen and, and it is something that's used. A lot of people say they want to be the mixer. I don't want to be the mix. I want to be the refrigerator. Ah. Okay. Because I just want to chill. <laughs> <laughs> if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Tiger. Tiger, 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 tiger. 100% oh. all the way. I am a tiger. Um, the second the second animal would be an elephant. So I really like the elephant with the big ears, the wisdom, the listening more. So that that's the elephant. 
I'm also connecting more with the elephant now and the trunk and using my voice in a really responsible way um, at this stage in my life. But the tiger has been with me since birth, whether it be in cat form, whether it be in lion form, it's been some kind of tiger. And with the tiger, I feel there's a sense of brave, a sense of courageousness, and I love watching videos of tigers with their cubs. Mm-hmm. I do, and I did that before I had kids. Yeah. I think there's a very soft, beautiful, natural nature to the tiger and the playfulness of a cub. Yeah, that's me all over. So, yeah, Not tiger. me. I want to be the party animal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the party animal. But I connect with the, uh, with the elephant as well. Um, a shaman a Native American shaman woman, because my heritage is Native American, uh, she gave me two spirit animals. And one was an elephant and the other one was an owl. So I think I'm wearing my owl. Am I wearing my owl today? I'm wearing my owl. Yeah. Those big old eyes. The wisdom. But I love the elephant because of the sense of community. Mm. The, they, they travel in packs. They're loving to their children. They never forget. They're kind, but they're also strong. And they're vegetarians. You know, I I take that into consideration. So if you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? A sunflower. A sunflower? I know a lot of people like to be a sunflower. Yeah, the sunflower. I love the way it, it, I've got a a bunch upstairs at the moment. It was my Nana's flower, so I'm adopting it from her. Um, But I love the way it does the peekaboo and it opens. Uh, it's quite a performance and I love that. Uh, I love the smell. It's it's almost like a honey already. And I love that it attracts the bees because I relate to that. I feel like we all have our own scent and we attract the bees to our flower that are meant for us and can hear only from our voice. So the sunflower. What's some of your guilty pleasures? Just whimsical stuff outside of jumping out the airplane. You can do that all you want. I'll be down there to uh, <laughs> a parachute. I'm looking. That's not something I want to. I do want to parasail. You know, and I was thinking about that for my birthday. Uh, I'm going to have a, a party. Myself. Yeah, I was I was thinking about doing it. It's doing- actually quite a, it, to start with, there's nerves. But once you're up on the parasail, it's a very peaceful experience. Mm. Um, so yeah I do recommend that um my guilty pleasures are really still very personal development based spend a lot of time uh, and med- deep meditation spiritual work I haven't spoken today about my spiritual awakening I brought a man back to life in 2014 and oh it had an God. incredible effect on me completely shifted the way that I view my world I left my corporate position um I yeah, just went on a path of living my purpose. That was really what was, was the catalyst into opening my first hobby coaching business 10 years ago. So um, the spiritual awakening has led me down a, a path of learning how to self-heal and not rely on other people and take responsibility for that myself. Uh, so a lot of meditation, I do Reiki. So do a meditative art form called Zen Tangle. Um, it was started in America. Uh, and those things really are my guilty pleasure to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and really be in that flow that you were talking about before. I can be a lot in my yang energy, masculine energy. So I like to do things that are very yin, very feminine mm-hmm. and um, keep me creative and inspired. And in closing, what do you want your legacy to be, Tegan? I am worthy. If people 
could spend time in my place in in my space and truly know that they are worthy that would be the greatest gift of all I'll I'll have done what I was here to do see brains it's not complicated it's really not complicated so what I'd like for you to do, Tegan, is give us a way to tap into that reservoir of dreams, overflowing streams. Um, you know, I'm a poet, girl. I got to throw that in there. <laughs> Beautiful. I love listening right. to you. But, uh, you know, how to get in contact with you, how to work with you, how to follow you. That's very, very important. I have quite a social media presence. So Tegan is T-E-G-A-N and Rain is R E. I N like reindeer, but just the first four letters, rain, teganrain.com. And you'll find uh, a quiz that you can do on my website. It's valued at 297 Australian dollars. And it gives you the opportunity to learn how you think. And I can do a free unpack with you on that, but you also get results straight away in your inbox as to what thinking archetype you are. And it's a great entryway to come into awareness and a really good starting point to see where your gaps are. Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. So I'm I'm in a lot of places that you can find me. And now she's on the edge. And what we're going to do is we're going to put all of her contact information right here at the back part of the interview. We are going to run it over and over and over again. We're going to play it on her birthday. How about that? Uh, <laughs> because we want you to be informed, Brains. You know, don't be afraid. My mentor told me one time, I was talking to her about freedom. She said, are you afraid to be free or are you free to be afraid? You have to ask yourself that question. Come up with your own answer. Tegan, thank you so much for being thank here. You, so you are the best. I'm going to be watching you and I'm going to meet your son. I don't know how. I'll, I'll virtual talk to him about something, baseball or something. I'll send him something from the U.S. Because you know what? It takes courage. And you guys are going to win. You are definitely going to win. He's got a great mom. Thank I'll you. receive that. Thank you very much. All right. We'll talk again, Brains. Go handle your business. I'm counting on you. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.